Today's episode of the two-man power trip of wrestling is brought to you by Subway. Come on down to Subway in Keensburg, New Jersey on January 22nd from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. where there will be a special meet and greet with WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. USA himself, Tony Atlas. Also remember, all six-inch subs are buy one, get one free, so you can enjoy some great food while meeting a WWE Hall of Famer. So yet again, that is January 22nd from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Come on down to Subway Kingsburg and meet Mr. USA, Tony Atlas. We hope to see you there. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Oh, my God. This is Joey Styles, and you're listening to the two-man power trip podcast. This is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This is Cody Rhodes, the prince of pro wrestling, and you are listening to two-man power trip. This is Jimmy Vine, the boogie Wooker man. Tell my people my brothers and sisters, don't you dare miss John and Chad. Hey, everybody out there. This is the franchise Shane Douglas. Remember me? <laughs> well, guys, it's great to be on the show again i appreciate you asking me back so you said you were going to pinch yourself i didn't know it was that kind of show now i mean if you guys are in the privacy of your own home if you want to do these things good how you doing chad hey johnny cool man what's going on we're ready to go or what uh, uh, hey man what's up guys this is homicide oh that's my homie homicide with a big homie club yeah that would be it hey this is david penzer and this is the two-man power trip of wrestling well thank you thank you hear me fear me i don't do many wrestling shows anymore probably because i'm a bit ignorant you guys probably know 10 times more than i do look me gene i can't be beat i'm the greatest of all time and i would say that and every kid up they knew they could kick shit out of me It'd be great talking to you guys it's been your pleasure <laughs> they've worked in and around the wrestling business They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling, and now they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling. getting rid of this phone. I didn't sign up for this. I'm a simple man. Now it's just constant communication, right? I flew to Florida last week. My wife's like, uh, text me when you land, make sure you got there okay. I go, I'm not doing that. That's a waste of a text. <laughs> she goes, I just want to make sure you got there safe. I go, just watch the news, all right? <laughs> my favorite time, I remember my sister was having this like dumb housewarming party, right? Not even in the house, right? Some guy I never met's like, hey man, you got a kid? I go, nah. He goes, no, you'll change your mind. I go, nah, I won't. Yeah, you will. I was like you. I go, I'm not, dude, relax. Well, I'm telling you, you will. I'm like, I'm not even in the door yet, and this guy's all over me. Now we get inside, he's making a big scene. He's like, can you believe you just got to have a kid? I'm like, all right, I got to shut this motherfucker up. I go, dude, come here. I go, look, dude, who really is I'm a kid? If I do, I'm probably going to molest him. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> See, the thing is, you gotta go to a dark place, and when you do that, people run away from you. This is the two-man power trip of wrestling brought to you today and powered by our good friends over at That Wrestling Club. Stay tuned for a huge promotion coming from That Wrestling Club on the two-year anniversary of the two-man power trip coming soon. And stay tuned a little bit later on in the show to find out who our guest will be for the two-year spectacular that will be brought to you by the good people over at That Wrestling Club. 
And if you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, the one and only John Paz. And John, it's so cool to welcome back on today's guest, a guy that I went out of my way to try to lobby for you, the booker, to bring him back. He is the one and only comedian, podcaster, actor, extraordinaire, Mr. Jim Florentine. And yeah, that's it. Jim Florentine, he's back on the show. It's part two. He was with us last March. We were pumping up his one-man show, and now it's time to bring him back to discuss his brand new comedy special, A Simple Man, which is available on iTunes, which is available on uh, his website, jimflorentine.com, as well as any place you can download comedy specials and where you can stream them legally and purchase them for your own enjoyment. But it's Jim Florentine's return today. I'm so incredibly excited to have him back. Obviously, if you listen to the first episode with him, I'm a gigantic fan of his. I do not hide it in any way, shape, or form. And uh, I want the whole world to uh, hear his side of what's going on in the world. He's so topical. He's so hilarious. Whether he's ripping on Facebook, whether he's ripping on fantasy football, whether he's ripping on man caves, whether he's ripping on people who kind of ask stupid questions, the mannequin challenge. Anything that's going on out there, Florentine's got a perspective on, and we give him the airwaves to kind of share it with the wrestling audience, because if you listen to part one, you know he was a huge wrestling fan growing up, and he's got one of the craziest stories about wrestling and kind of how it might have led to him not being into it anymore, but he gives uh, some really great stuff on the 1970s wrestling scene back in New Jersey and heading out to Madison Square Garden as a kid. But that's all in part one, and today, part two, is kind of a hodgepodge. It's kind of a hit-the-high-spots, talk some topical things, talk about a little wrestling, and uh, and have a little fun. So, John, as we get it rolling here, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what we have to look forward to with this episode and kind of set the pace or set the tone for what we already told you is going to be a huge year for the two-man power trip of wrestling. And obviously, we had a great episode to start the year. And now we move forward with today's guest, as he's known on Twitter, Mr. Jim Florentine. Yes, Chad, the two-man power trip in 2017 is coming off. Shout out of a cannon. Another huge episode, obviously part two with Jim Florentine. And you know, like you said, this was a really, really fun one. He's just a hilarious guy. You were uh, uncomfortably obsessed with him, let's just say that to uh, say the least. But he's awesome. He's hilarious. I love anything he does pretty much. I love his prank calls. I love his comedy specials. I love his TV shows, his radio shows, um, him making fun of idiots on Facebook. I love it all. And, and Jim is one of the most funniest uh, comedians uh, that I've ever seen. Obviously, uh, he's up there in the topper echelon of those guys. And, you know, anytime you could do a wrestling tie-in with a famous man such as Jim or, or a great comedian such as Jim, it's just an extra added in bonus. And I loved having his son on, who is more the, the current wrestling fan, which was really, really cool. And obviously, he's more the old school fan. And if you listen to part one, you'll hear all the guys he loves mainly from the 70s and the 80s, all the guys he hates, <clears throat> Bob Backlund, and, you know, many uh, cool stories, and obviously him uh, talking about a uh, child molester and uh, getting wrestling pictures and, and things of that nature and sitting on guys' laps and stuff like that. But that's all in part one. Part two, we focused on his new special, The Simple Man, and it's so hilarious if, if you watched it or if you, you see it. Great, great stuff. I love the the stuff on calling people a Redskin and the Redskins football franchise. We do talk about that. I love talking about man caves, his neighbors, uh, his friends, and who they are and everything else. So really, really great getting him back on. Check out his special. Uh, Chad, I know you got more to say about that, but check out that special. It's hilarious. Anything he does, it's like... Uh, you know it's going to be entertaining, and you know it's going to be hilarious. And I've actually listened to it a few times. I like popping into the car and just listening to it over and over as I drive. But just, he's he's hilarious. He's great. And I love the fact, like I said, that we got his son on a little bit, talking about some uh, current wrestling, such John Cena, his wrestling figures. And anytime that you can get Jim on the show, is just pure gold. He has me laughing the whole time. Chad, I know he has you laughing the whole time. He's just, uh, his delivery is just perfect. Everything he says is hilarious. Love that guy. And if you want to look through the archives, I definitely, definitely would recommend 
going after part one as well because Jim is great, uh, terrific interview, fun interview. And it's not your typical TMPT interview either. I mean, it, it's definitely a different interview for us, definitely a different interview for the show. It's fun, it's different, it's cool. And you get the celebrity aspect, you get the comedian aspect, and of course you throw in a little bit of wrestling, but mainly, you know, I would 100% go out of your way to check out anything he does, especially his new special. And obviously 2017 for TMPT with Stevie Richards being our first guest and Jim Florentine being our second guest is off to a huge, huge start. And boy, do we have some big names coming up for you as well in the wrestling world. So 2017, look out. It's going to be the breakout year for the two-man power trip and for Jim Florentine to flourish as well. Yeah, absolutely. And to kind of bring together a couple of the things you just said, we will have a little snippet from his son, Luke, who gives us his rendition of the classy Freddie Blassie classic Pencil Neck Geek. And as you know, we like to play a theme song into the interview, and you will hear a snippet of Pencil Neck Geek before the interview starts with Jim. But when we talked about his one-man show, it was definitely a different feel. It was more uh, of a serious tone. There was a lot of comedy in it. And it's kind of it's funny we can joke about you know the story about him in professional wrestling and the uh, the child molester that turned out to be uh, preying on him and his friends by uh, giving them wrestling pictures. It's funny that was a very serious tone. There was a very uh, just absolutely gut wrenching story about his fiance uh, that he tells in that. But this is where we get back to basics with Florentine and we get to talk about his special and his comedy and the interview ties into the special so well because we talk about what it's like to put it together just like you would put together a match how do you put together a special how do you put together material how does it all come together and the fact that it took two years for this special specifically to come out is kind of remarkable in its own right because the the topics are still very very current it's still very uh i guess you could say a very topical uh line of material and again, it's just I can't say enough good things about the guy. I think he's hilarious. Uh, the show, his podcast, his acting, anything he's done. If you watch the show, Louie, you'll know that Jim Florentine had probably one of the best guest spots that the show Louie ever had because he, he ends up dying by uh, trying to uh, attempt the old uh, double-decker into a toilet bowl, and that's how he ends up being killed off the show. So anytime Florentine does something, if it's going to be from my perspective, I'm going to say it's a home run. And it's so awesome that we've had him back on the show, and I really I can't stress enough to get out there, get the simple man, whether it's on demand, whether it's on iTunes, or if you see him at a show, you can purchase it from directly. You can get it off his website. He always signs the DVD for you. He'll sign the CD. It's a great experience. And John, I know you're going to tell us about another experience before we kind of wrap this up and get it over to the interview but another good friend of Jim Florentine a guy who was actually in his wedding is somebody who I know you're a huge fan of and that's Richard Christie from the Howard Stern show so why don't you tell us a little story you got about running into Jim Florentine and Richard Christie at a Metallica concert yeah Chad just an extra added bonus to throw it on here had the chance to meet Jim. I know you've had the chance to meet him. Uh, this was a couple of years ago at a Metallica concert. He was awesome. He was so cool. You can come up to him, and he was with Richard Christie. And it was great because in the special, he talks about his friends and how crazy some of them are and how different some of them are and how his wife was saying her friends are crazy. And then he was mentioning some of the things that his friends do and how they act and, and so on and so forth. And he kind of trumped her and kind of takes the cake. And I know that for a fact because he was talking about Richard Christie and how he wears a diaper. And we're at the Metallica concert. We're talking about crank yankers. Uh, Jim was being very cool to us, very gracious. Uh, he's being very funny. And uh, kind of pointed out that uh, Richard does, in fact, wear that diaper. And I know for a fact that is 100% true. He had the diaper on. He didn't want to miss any songs. So he just you know, basically pees his pants at the show. So just, just a little added bonus, a little funny story I have about meeting Jim and meeting some of his friends obviously Richard Christie from the Howard Stern show being the, the main focus there so Jim is awesome check out this special great guy great guest hilarious comedian one of the top celebs that we're ever going to have on the show that's a fact so please enjoy this one as uh, Chad you can take it away bud 
Oh, we always have time for a good Richard Christie story, and I can definitely vouch for the oddness of Richard Christie, uh, but maybe not oddness. Maybe that's actually a really good idea. Hey, if you're paying good money for a show, you don't want to miss a song, I definitely uh, I would suggest going with the diaper. So that was a great little ad on there, partner, and it was great to kind of call in this favor and get you to book Jim Florentine for the second time. I extremely uh, am thankful for that, and I, uh, I said it counted as my Christmas gift, so I appreciate that very, very much so, and we really hope you enjoy Jim Florentine's return, and we hope you enjoy the two-year episode, the two-year anniversary coming up with WWE Hall of Famer Greg the Hammer Valentine. Ever hear of him? Yep. Actually, you'll hear about him on the first episode with Jim Florentine because he had a run-in with Florentine on an uh, Insane Clown Posse show, so there you go. There's a tie-in again for the Jim Florentine episode. You mentioned the Trump card in there. That's a tie-in to the episode that you're about to listen to, so there's so much cool stuff going on with the two-man power trip, so much going on with this great episode. Stay tuned for the two-year spectacular coming out this coming Tuesday if you're listening in real time. And listen for the big giveaway we have coming up with that wrestling club. More from them in the next couple of weeks. But, John, as the music starts to creep in, get it on over to a simple man in Jim Florentine and hit them with a little bit of two-man power trip of wrestling business. And now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Two Man Power Trip and at Wrestling Pal. Please visit our website, tmptofwrestling.com. That is tmptofwrestling.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, check out the feed for some legendary episodes featuring the living legend himself, Bruno San Martino, the late great American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Ray Mysterio Jr., Jeffrey McDivitt, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Mr. Wonderful Paul Ondorf, AJ Styles, and so many others. Also, while you're surfing the web, check out WrestlingInc.com. Yes, that is WrestlingInc.com. They are the number one wrestling news source out there, so please check them out. Also, while on the internet, go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, ProWrestlingTees.com is your superstore. If you are a super fan, and you can please check out our page while you're there, you can check out Tito Santana, Paul Orndorff, Coco Beware, Magnum TA, Buff Bagwell, and so, so many others. Follow along with the two-man power trip of wrestling in 2017 as we hit the road and we come to a town near you. April 22nd, we hit Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Icon Collectors Fest. Then, May 19th and May 20th, we hit the Mid-Atlantic Wrestling Expo in Richmond, Virginia. Then, follow us to New Jersey as we hit Legends of the Ring in Monroe. So please follow along with the two-man power trip of wrestling in 2017, because you never know where we may land. And now, without any further ado, one of the funniest comedians of all time. He is the cranky anchor himself, the terrorizer of the telemarketer. He is Jim Florentine. Please enjoy. You see, if you take a pencil that won't hold lead, looks like a pipe cleaner attached to a head. Add a buggy whip body with a brain that leaks, you got yourself a grit-eating pencil-neck geek. Pencil-neck geek, grit-eating freak, scum-sucking peahead with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Well, he's back. And we couldn't be any happier joining us on the line tonight is comedian, actor, podcast host. This man does it all. Last time we talked about his one-man show. This time we're talking his new special, Simple Man. He is the one and only Jim Florentine. Welcome back to the two-man power trip of wrestling. That was a, a big build-up for, for me. You know what I mean? Like people that were listening are probably thinking, wow, who, who, who could they get? What do they get? Like... Johnny Depp, someone from Metallica, you know, what is this? And they're like, oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah, I heard well, that I mean, guy. 
I could have done it simple, you know. That could have been the theme. You know, no, simple don't, man. No, I'm just messing around. <laughs> could have done it simple, but, you know, on the wrestling side of things, you know, we've already heard your exploits uh, as a wrestling fan growing up. You know, we got to hear some of the, uh, I don't know, could be potentially scarring incidents uh, for some people. But I think you, uh, it built a lot of character in you, built a lot of your story. Uh, but, no, it's great to have you back. The response we got was so awesome uh, for your last appearance. And uh, now we're here to talk to Simple Man. That's great. It was funny because my, uh, my son, who just turned six, was just doing some wrestling. He has a John Cena doll. And he's like, I'm going to wrestle John Cena. And my name is Luke Destroyer. Like, that's his wrestling name. I'm like, that's a great name. <laughs> he took that's his shirt pretty, off uh... and he's throwing John Cena around. And what was the move you had? What was your move? The headbreaker. <laughs> and he was showing oh, me the headbreaker. Awesome. The headbreaker's pretty powerful. Yeah. He gave him the headbreaker and he pinned him and he won. Uh, that's, that's, there's a lot of people who do want to give the headbreaker to, uh, to John Cena, but he's also he's the head turner now because he, uh, he just drove the ratings up for Saturday Night Live this past weekend. So he's, uh, he is the master man with the plan uh, in professional wrestling. But So let's talk about uh, Simple Man. You know, we got a chance to check it out. It's awesome. Uh, they're saying it's some of your best material to date. I happen to agree. Uh, but how was it coming about? You know, it was uh, recorded in 2014 in the beautiful New Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, was it the, which playhouse was it? The uh, a George Street oh, uh, Playhouse. George Street Playhouse, right in New Brunswick. You could go to see many beautiful little plays there. But we got to see Jim Florentine performing on the uh, the stage. How was it putting a simple man together? It was great, man. I love the whole process of putting these things together. You know, it takes a good solid two years. You know, to really get it down and get it together, it probably, yeah, it probably took two years to do that. And it's just, you know, working like, you know, 10-minute hunks at a time and getting that together and then trying another 10 and another 10 and piecing it together and, you know, working on jokes and recording all your sets to make sure, you know, it sounds good and working on new material and, and listening back and go, ah, it's not working that way. Let me try to reword it. Sometimes it's just a word or a phrase that you have to just switch. So, you know, I, and then, you know, you get to the point of like, okay, I'm done. Let's, let's, you know, let's film it. But I love you, but you never know, you know what I mean? Along the way you have, you know, ups and downs. You're like, man, the material's not working. It's weird. Sometimes you'll do material and it'll work for like a month straight. People will clap after the joke. And then after a month, they barely laugh at it. The same joke. And you're like, what the hell's going on? It's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing almost, you know, it's kind of, pick things out and relate it to wrestling. It's the kind of thing where some matches work in certain environments and other ones don't. But, you know, when you try out material for a special, obviously, you know, you're going to come with, uh, with the A game, you're going to come with the best material. But, you know, you've got other ways that you can kind of channel that material, not just write it for the stand-up, but you pull stuff, you know, from the podcast, and there's some topics that, you know, kind of uh, translate well in that world as well. But, you know, when you put something together like this, and obviously recording a special, you know, you try to bring that best material to the table. Do you like doing it all in one shot for a, a special, or is this like a kind of thing where you record either multiple you know, specials, see which one works, or how does that go about for your process? No, you just do basically what, you know, it's expensive to shoot something. You know, audio is easy. Audio, I can almost do, record an album on my iPhone, you know, by putting it on the stage. That's how good the sound is. But um, when it comes to, you know, shooting it with, you know, where it's a DVD or, you know, uh, it's actually filmed, you basically do two shows in one night, and you wear like the same outfit in both shows. You do an early show and a later show, just in case you mess up a joke, or some of the material doesn't work so well the first show, so you mix and match the two shows. Yeah, and that's you know, I mean, obviously they're going to be different crowds, so I know I can see how that would be different, you know, for recording something. But when bringing that material to the game, you know, is there something that after you even do it, you bring it to the special? You say, man, that, you know, I thought that was going to work a little bit better. The crowd didn't feed off of it the way you, know, you did. Do you ever regret bringing a joke straight to the special? Maybe that should have been left uh, you know, maybe for just a regular act? No, because at that point I know everything that's, you know, everything pretty much flows. You know, it's all segued into this, this topic and then this topic. There might be a line or two that I'm like, that probably didn't work. But I'm pretty, when I shoot it, I'm pretty much, the stuff is honed and ready to go. You know, and look, the bottom line, if, if a joke or two, a quick, you know, 15-second joke doesn't really work that well, it's no big deal. People aren't watching at home going, man, what the hell's going on? This is terrible. They don't really know. It's more of a, you know, a comic really looking at it. 
And how about the response that you've had for the special so far? Because obviously it's already uh, it's already been pretty successful. It hit number one last week uh, on the comedy charts, and it's uh, it's kind of you know you've been making the rounds, you know, promoting it on different shows, and uh, it's been pretty cool, you know, to see the response from the fan base. Obviously the uh, you know the social media verse. Uh, take into the special as well, but you know, did you uh, did you love the response thus far you've gotten for the special? Yeah, I mean, look, I've never had a number one, um, you know, album on the comedy charts yet on iTunes or even Billboard and stuff. I've hit two or three and five and stuff on other ones, but the number one felt it felt good. You know what I mean? You put all that work in, and then eventually, you know, you got to work a deal to try to get the thing out. You know, just the editing that goes in afterwards, you know, all the work that you have to do to get the thing together and then trying to work a deal with it and finally getting out there, you know, after all this time and the, the hype to it. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's a number one out. comedy album was pretty cool. So, no, it, the response has been great. And I'm happy with all the material. And, I, you know, I don't know if that's my best material. You know, every comedian says that or band, you know, oh, this is our best work. I'm, I'm, not, I'm never going to say that because you never know. You know, it's funny you were saying – best material or you're saying it's not the best material. Some of that material is so funny and obviously you, know, you said you recorded it two years ago but it's definitely uh, still relevant to obviously now when you were talking about how much you hate fantasy football. What is it about fantasy football, football that you hate so much? Because I was dying laughing because that part is so funny. It's just I, I'm a big pro football fan and it's like I, I can't root for any other team. I'm not going to pick the Patriots defense when I'm a Miami Dolphin fan. I don't care you know, I want them to do good, but not good. But it's compromises everything. I just want—I want every team that is competition, a team that I like, to lose, and lose big, and get blown out, and do whatever. So I'm not going to just kind of root for the Jets, even though I don't want them to win, but I kind of want them to, you know, score a bunch of points. I don't—it just complicates the game, and it's just—I don't know—it's just kind of nerdy to me. It's almost more like a nerd element of football, where you know, guys are at a, at a sports bar with their laptops and iPads. It's like, what are you doing, dude? You should have 17 beers piled on top of the table and calling your bookie at halftime. <laughs> That's true. Cause I have a friend, big Giants fan, and he's rooting against Eli Manning because the team he's playing in the playoffs that week is Eli Manning. So it's uh, football is a weird thing, and it's kind of uh, almost too consuming to some of these people. Hey, look, if you're not a really passionate about one team or something like that, you're just a pro football fan in general, then I could see you going, all right, well, I just, I'm rooting for this and I'm rooting for that. I don't know. But it's just – it's ruined football in a sense where it's such an offensive game and every play, you know, there's a pass interference. God forbid, you know, you put a pinky on somebody, there's a flag. And that's all because they want scoring for fantasy football nerds. It's almost taken over the sport too much, though, and I feel like it totally has, without a doubt. It's like it's all about oh, you got to score, got us a hype, you know, got to score. The offense needs an advantage, advantage, you know, and all this stuff. And it just gets to the point where it's like, come on, just let's you know, let's just play regular football. Whoever wins, whoever wins. If they're open, they're open. You know, if you put a pinky on a guy, you know, forty yards down the field, don't throw a flag on that. So true, and it's definitely taken over the game too much. And I feel like even. You know, a different topic you touched on in football was the kind of like the hipster influence and how everyone is is offended by something. And the Redskin thing is so funny because what do people care if it, they're called the Redskins for? First of all, it's been around for I don't know eighty years or whatever, seventy five years. The team and that name. So, what is it about the Redskins that have people up in arms? It's just the media doing it. You know what I mean? The media twisting it. You know, they, they, like I said in the special, they did surveys and these. Native American communities, and they're not offended. Like 92% had said that they had no problem with the Redskin name change. And I say, and the other 8% are probably, you know, cowboy fans that want to screw them up, you know, and make them change the name. So really, they're not even offended by it. They know, like, look, it's, you know, we got other problems here in the community. You know what I mean? We don't care about that. Most people don't. And it's funny how no one talks about it anymore. Remember, it was a real hot topic for like four months. You know, and yep. no one even brings it up anymore. The owner said, I'm not changing. And they're like, oh, he's going to have to change it. He's going to have to do this. All the, you know, they're going to, uh, they'll take the team away from him. No, they're not. No one did anything. Everybody mm-hmm. shut their mouth. And all these sportscasters, these, you know, you know, uh, you know look at me because I'm going to take a stand. I'm not going to say the word Redskins anymore. I'm not going to write about the, the, put the word Redskin in my column anymore. Oh, yeah, how's that working out? Is someone still patting you on the back? Nobody cares anymore. You just jumped on the bandwagon like it was Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) 
true. And obviously the owner. You know, yeah, has, that was the mannequin challenge of two years ago. Yep. Don't say Redskin. <laughs> and, and the owner, you know, he, he put all the money invested. You know, he's got the, the team uh, copyrighted and everything else. I mean, he spent so much money on the team. He's basically like, no, I'm not changing the name. And, and that's final. And then, uh, thank God, it kind of went by the wayside and uh, has been forgotten because I think it's utterly ridiculous. You can't like you can't just like I said in my special. You can't just give in, you know, because a few people are offended by something, giving them their way, because then it's a slippery slope, and everybody's going to want, going to just come out of the woodwork. Well, I'm offended too. Oh, well, so am I, and so am I, and so am I. You know, once you do it once, so you just say, "Hey, too bad. Don't watch. We don't need you." Hmm. Good point. And then I love the the part about the Negro Leagues. Imagine them calling it, uh, you know, like a, a different name, not calling it the Negro League. It was called the Negro League, right? Yeah, I think the joke. I think the joke said was, "Oh, uh, how about we call it the African American League instead?" You know, people would have no idea what those people were talking about. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just a, it's just a joke that they're just you know, it's the NFL. And you know, and the ratings are down this year because the NFL is just alienating everybody that was a fan to begin with. Like, like, okay, we got these fans, and they're never going to go anywhere, so let's just try to get everybody. You don't have to appease everybody. The housewife that plays a friggin' a football pool at the office and just picks the colors of the helmets is not going <laughs> to not play in that office pool because they didn't change the Redskin name. They don't care. It doesn't have to be family-friendly. You know what I mean? Yep. We know what you're about. You got. You want everybody to gamble. You want fantasy football, which is you know technically gambling too. You want people gambling on the game so they can watch them. And you know these guys are getting you know concussions and committing suicide years later because of all the head trauma. And you look the other way, and then you go after. Well, let's go after Tom Brady because there was a, you know the balls were a little deflated. That takes the NFL off the friggin' headlines of all the dirty shit that, or dirty stuff that they do. You know, let's Absolutely. just talk about the un- under-deflated footballs instead of the guys beating their wives and DWIs and all that stuff and, you know, walking around with machine guns and clubs. Hmm. Yeah, and, you know, it's hilarious. You, know, you mentioned the, the, the dumb mannequin challenge, you know, the Pokemon. And you even referenced, the, you know, the Ray Rice scenario that was going on two years ago, and it's just so funny that these things come and go as uh, social media fads or – you know the, uh, the 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 you know the the cool factor. People trying to be relevant. People trying to get their Facebook likes up. But I was uh, last Friday night. Of you know thinking about you like crazy. I was at my daughter's holiday festival. Cause it's not a Christmas festival. It's a holiday festival. And the yeah. principal of the school decides to pull out her camera and she gets the guy who's doing the DJ work to say, okay, we're gonna all stand still. Now we're going to do the mannequin challenge, and I uh, was in the back of the uh, the room anyway, and I got up, and I said, I'm going to wait outside the door here, so I'm not, I'm not doing this, this is ridiculous, these are kindergartners, and first graders, they're not going to stand still, I'm just going outside, and everybody's looking at me like, what's this guy's problem, you know, why doesn't he want to do the mannequin challenge, but is this where we're at, is, is this it, is it, people just want to be relevant, they just want to get their face out on social media, you know, and be, quote, cool, they want to be, uh, you know, the guys that are, uh, you know, jumping on board, yeah, that's what it is. And look, and that was the pretty much, you know, the, look at look at the election. You know, of, of going in an election, Trump was going to get killed. They were going to call the election by 8 o'clock. It was going to be a landslide. Hillary Clinton's already got friggin', you know, fireworks ready to go off. They're going to have a big party and all this stuff. Because, you know, the, the thing was to say, you couldn't just say you like Trump or you're going to vote for Trump. Because then you would get, you're an idiot, you're stupid, I'm not being friends with you anymore, you're ignorant, you're a racist. You hate people, and you're you're you know you're entitled white person, and all you care about is money, and you hate poor whatever Muslims, all that. So people just kept it to themselves. Like I'm not even going to deal with that. I know the thing to say is, you know, of course I'm going to vote for I can't vote for Trump. I of course I'm going to vote for Hillary, and then everyone just said, look, I'm going to do what I want to do, and that's why Trump won the election. It's so crazy. The election didn't become about nominating our uh, next president, the guy who's going to lead this country. It became about you know, getting your sticker, getting your button, getting your face out there, you know, checking in. I voted. And it's just getting to be utterly ridiculous. And it's, it doesn't look like it's going to be getting any better anytime soon. No, yeah, I know. I love all those people that have put the picture. I voted, well, you know, the picture on Facebook. Or wow, you're wonderful. You're amazing. You did your American duty. Get out of here. And you put a <laughs> sticker on to tell everybody you voted. That, you know, because that's going to make me vote. 
you know, I was on the fence if I was going to vote for the presidential election. And, you know, until I t- you looked on Facebook when I woke up that morning, oh, look, wow, oh, today's the day. Hey, since Jeff and if voted wants- on Facebook and he's got a sticker, let me, now I got to vote because I feel bad. He voted. Yeah, like that's going to make me vote. Yeah, exactly. And if anybody wants a reminder of where you register to vote, just go down to the DMV because that's always filled with the most happy people who are so proud to sign you up for voting because they're never miserable, uh, you know, in any way. Yeah. And then, you know, thanks. Thanks, Jay-Z and Beyonce for telling me who to vote for. That's good. You know what I mean? I'm going to listen to you. You know, you got to vote for Hillary. Okay, sure. No problem. You know, people, who are you going to vote for? Hillary. Why Hillary? Well, Jay-Z said that it'd probably be better to vote for her. Oh, okay. You mean the guy used to deal crack? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, he he deals crack, you know, he says the N-word in every song, but yet he's a, you know, uh, if they can make up a different kind of, uh, you know, metal or uranium or something for him to have, you know, in terms of album sales, he'll get it. Same thing with Beyonce, but... As a comedian, you know, Trump, obviously, whether you voted for him or not, you know, he's, he's a good source for, uh, you know, for some material. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of what I think people are forgetting is that in the media, you know, you're always looking for a spin. And whether or not the liberals didn't want Trump, they've now got four years' worth of material. But when one of your first cabinet appointments is, and here's the wrestling tie-in, Linda McMahon, the CEO of WWE, is that really helping Trump in terms of the, uh, you know, the liberal bashing or the, uh, you know, the left media trying to uh, find something to like about this guy? Oh, he, Trump doesn't care, which I love. You know what I mean? Get Jesse Ventura in there, too. He's a little out there, but you know what I mean? Uh, you know, he's got some decent ideas. Throw him in. Give him, give him some kind of title, too. Why not throw the wrestlers in there? I, you know, Make George kind of, the Animal uh, Steel, Secretary. Make George Animal Steel Secretary of State. <laughs> yeah, there won't be one, you know, office desk that doesn't have a bite mark in it. You know, and we could, uh, we could get George Steele, and we could get, uh, maybe we could find the Superfly before he's on his way out. You know, enforce a couple, uh, you know, other cabinet rules in the uh, the old White House. But you know, with that Trump spin, and with you know celebrities being in the White House, any uh, any run ever in the. Uh, the possibility of the world of Jim Florentine? Running what, for office? Running for an office. Come on, you know, New Jersey guy. No, no. Definitely... If I did, and I always had this theory, first of all, I said, if, if I'm going to say I'm going to um, run Republican, I'm just going to go, look, I don't care. Let the gays get married. I'm not going to bother the gays. Whatever you guys want to do, go do. Marry. Pay the same taxes we pay. Do whatever. I got no problem with that. You want to get an abortion, have one at least up to five months. After five months, you got to make a decision before five months. That's fair enough. Okay? And then as far as immigration, if you're in here legally, you could stay. No problem. Let me, we'll just vet you. Make sure you're okay. And any Republican and the religion, hey, we're not going to bother you with the religion. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we're not going to pound you on that. And, and most Republicans would win every election if they just would, would, would pull back on that stuff because they just sound like 80-year-old old men that want to control everything. Just let it go. The gay people aren't going anywhere. Who cares? They don't bother anybody. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, okay, the Bible says, that, you know, you're not supposed to like gays. Okay, whatever. You're really going to believe that horse shit? You know what I mean? So just leave, and then everyone will be fine. But if I was going to run, I would just say, all right, look, I just want to let you know that me and my friend tag team a girl when we were like 19 years old. Okay, that's probably going to come out. Okay, she, we were all drunk, and yeah, this, you know, this happened. And there was another time where I went to a peep booth and I got kicked out because uh, I grabbed the girl and I wasn't supposed to, and that might be on, on film. So there's that. That might come out. I would give all the, the nasty things I did. I go, this all came out. I was 22 when this happened. I smoked pot when I was 20. I took ecstasy when I was like 36. This hot chick wanted to go to a dance club. I said, sure, I'll take it. And I only took it once, but I'm just letting you know. And then get all that out. So, okay, come after me. What are you going to come after me? Yeah, I already said I, I, was, I tagged him a girl when I was 22. Next. I love it, and uh, you know, right instead of that... instead of having a press conference and denying it, like what? No, I'm, that guy, you know, he hated me since high school. You know, uh, you know, he thought I stole his girl. You know why? Just come out with everything and just say this is what I did. Nobody cares. And look, That's now true. that Trump's in office, all bets are off. You can, you could, you could have been a, probably a child molester when you were like 14. 
and got in trouble and went to, you know, you know, way to like a boy's prison, whatever that's called or whatever. And then, you know, for two years and, and, and you could still be president one day. So now that Trump with all that crap in his past, all bets are off. <laughs> that is a that's a great point. But I mean, think about it. Like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, if a, if a president was divorced, people wouldn't wouldn't uh, vote for him. Like, oh, he's been divorced before. You know, Trump's been divorced three times already. True. And nobody cares. Did anyone go, ah, he's been divorced three times. I'm not going to vote for him. And I didn't care about the Billy Bush thing either. Yeah, I know. God forbid, you know, two guys are just talking. He doesn't think the mic's (laughs) on. I know, because that's never happened. No, two guys have never talked like that before. Aaron no. Andrews comes on when you're watching a football game. Or oh, what about you know one of the one of the female you know managers in wrestling, one of those hot chicks? Yeah, no, two guys watching that never said anything graphic when she's walking around the ring. Sure, and when she her legs are up in the air. Oh, that, no one's ever said anything. Pretty silly, definitely. Uh, and I can't believe Billy Bush has kind of been like. Uh... Uh, blackballed almost from whatever from the media crazy wow he got a 10 million dollar payout i'll take that yep that's very yeah all he has to do is all he has to do is lay low for like a year and then i'll be back on a network absolutely yep well yeah it's funny because he was uh you know he had supposedly his wife was really pissed because they're married with like three kids he's married with like three kids And he's been married a long time, and he's saying that stuff on there. So after everything went down, like in the news, they said his wife's really mad, and he's trying to repair his marriage. And the first picture he put on social media, like two weeks after that, is him and his wife hiking. Now, you know a guy's in the doghouse when he has to hike with his wife after being married for 15 years. No guy wants to go hike in the first week when you meet a chick. He'll just do it. Go, yeah, no, I like hike. I've never did it before. It sounds good. Because he's just hoping when he gets to the top of the mountain, he can bang her. You know, yeah, yeah. 15 years into his marriage, he, Billy Bush does not want to hike, but he had to do that. Sure, I'll go hiking, honey, whatever you want, absolutely. He was definitely, because uh, of Nancy O'Dell, he was in that doghouse. So. Yeah. <clears throat> he had to find a way out. But, you know, so funny with you, because, you know, we wind it down a bit here, and we always do a little segment with uh, the wrestlers. We always say, you know, what's your favorite match? Or, you know, we always do, like, kind of a favorite thing. But with you... I'm very curious on a few things, especially um, terrorizing terrorists and your awesome prank call days. Do you ever, like, sit back and think, like, that was my favorite prank call? Or is there ever, like, a couple favorites that you have of those prank calls? Yeah, you know, um, I started playing a lot of them for my son. He's six now, so he, and, he, and he, he's actually my last album. I put, I put a prank call, Terrorizing Telemarkers, out my last December. Yeah, he's he's on one of the tracks, but um, I started playing them for him, and it's just like, um, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't listened to that stuff in so long, and it's so childish and immature that it still makes me laugh. Like I haven't even listened to it, and then all of a sudden I start playing them for him, and I see him laughing, and then I'm laughing at it. But um, uh, there's one where I this guy's trying to, I guess it's a collection agency calling about trying to collect some money on something, and I'm just like, oh, uh, uh, how much is that again, Sweet Cheeks? And you could tell like it's a big black guy with a deep voice. He goes, "Please don't call me. Please don't call me that name, sir." I'm like, "All right, no problem, Toots." He's like, "Sir, sir please don't call me that." I'm like, "All right, I'm just trying to get the information." He's like, "Oh, you know, it's thirty six dollars. You just give me the money." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I just don't. Uh, you know, I'm like that. That's a lot of money, sweetie." And there's just complete silence on the phone because he's so mad. And then finally, I'm like, "Hello," and he's like, "Yeah." I go, "Is there a problem?" He goes. I don't like you calling me out those sweet cheeks and sweetie. I don't go for that stuff. <laughs> and I you know, so it's just so, it's, and it's just so, so now I do it like my son, we do do that all the time. Like if I'm getting gas, I'm like, yeah, can you fill it up with uh, regular sweet cheeks? And we just get a kick out of it. So, you know, yeah, it's just, but it's just basically, you know, it, it's just basically no, never growing up and just busting balls. Like and when I was a kid, I was into pro wrestling. I used to go to matches all the time. My dad would take me. I was into heavy metal. And I was always grounded because I was always getting in trouble. So I would just make prank phone calls when I was sitting in my room. I'd just pick up the phone and just start pranking people because I was bored. Hmm. That's, uh, that sounds like a hell of a time. I, I, I mean, I absolutely love prank calls. They're so funny. And I remember one, I think we might have talked about it the, the first time you were around, but uh, basically 
they really are trying to sell you something, and you you're basically saying, you know, she's dead or she's dying. Oh no, it's okay. You know, it's not, you didn't do anything bad. But basically, you know, they're trying to sell you something, and they won't stop trying to sell you something, no matter what you say. <laughs> yeah, the track was I, I, um, those. They called, and I pretended I was giving my grandfather a bath. <laughs> and I had my buddy Chuck there. We had a bucket of water, and we're splashing. And he's talking like an old guy. He's like, oh, wash me, Jimmy. And she's like, what's going on? I go, I'm giving my grandfather a bath. And she goes, I'll call back. I go, no, it's a, it's a good time. I just want to get the, get the information. I don't even know what she was selling. And, and then he won't shut up as he's trying to give me the pitch. And I'm yelling him to shut up. And then finally I just said, hold on a second, miss. And I stick his head under the water, and I start drowning him. And all she hears is, she goes, what's going on? I go, he won't shut up. I'm trying to get the information. I'm just going to put his head on there for a second. Just keep going. And she goes right back into her pitch. And then eventually, he, like a minute later, there's silence. Like, oh, he's not breathing. I'm freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, take him out of the water. I go, what should I She goes, call 911. I go, what should I say? I don't want to get in trouble. She goes, well, I don't know. Just say he fell or something. Like, she's covering up a murder for me. <laughs> And then I go, all right, I'm going to call. I'm going to call. He's not breathing. I'm going to call. But can you give me the information one more time? And she goes right back into her pitch, thinking that there's a guy there that's not breathing. You know what I mean? And she goes right back on her pitch, trying to tell <laughs> yep. me again. It's beautiful. I love it. And uh, I love the, the mention in the special. You mentioned, you know, a guy near and dear to your heart, another, you know, prank call, Hall of Famer, Richard Christie. I love that you mentioned him in, in the special as well. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Richard, and my son idolized him that he, you know, pisses in a diaper at a show because he doesn't want to miss a song. <laughs> I love that about him. Richard, he's he's something else. He is nuts, but he is in, in line as the next, uh, him and Sal, the next great prank callers. No, they're amazing. I love those guys. They're so good. Do you have? I know we're, you know, last time we we're talking about wrestling and stuff, and I know you mentioned Superstar Billy Graham, but is he your favorite wrestler of all time? Is that kind of your uh, your top guy? Yeah, Superstar Billy Graham was my favorite. Then I liked Georgie Animal Steel. You know, he was there. Then you know, it was Bar- Baron Von Roschke was another one. Loved him with the brain claw. And then you know, right, one Piper came around at Piper's Pit. That was the best. Oh yeah. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah, definitely. that was so good. You know, and then I loved, loved you know, Captain Lou Albano was a great manager. I loved the interviews and all that stuff. So, yeah, my son saying classy Freddie Blassie. Yeah, he yeah. was good too. <laughs> Pencil neck geek. <laughs> How does he know? Yeah, he may, he, oh no, he. We got all of those, the rubber action figure from the early '80s. They had this whole series. We got. We're missing like six of them. We got like fifty-six of them. He even knows the Freddie Blassie song. Remember the Pencil Neck Geek song that he put out? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How does it go? Pencil Neck Geek. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's the songs he should know. Forget the Christmas songs. <laughs> I, I totally agree. And uh, you definitely seem like you would be a Roddy Piper guy. i got to be honest. You seem like you would like the hot rod for sure. Oh yeah, he was. Oh yeah, I love when he when he hit uh, what Snooker with the coconut. <laughs> Genius. We just watched that on YouTube like a week ago. We we're dying. Does your son like current wrestling? I know we kind of mentioned uh, John Cena before, but does he like current, or does he really just like watching the old school stuff? I think the old school stuff. We watch it on YouTube. We've gone to a couple like little independent matches. You know, the little ones in the warehouses and the little uh, you know those. I don't even know what what wrestling it is, but. Like at the, uh, you know, those little venues or whatever, they put the posters up at the pizza place, and we get yeah. front row tickets for like 25 bucks, and we yell at the wrestlers. It's great. <laughs> um, but he doesn't really want much too much of the new stuff. You know, we haven't been to any of those matches. I got to try to get him into it, but he likes the old stuff, though, that for that for sure. He likes whatever I like. It's weird. Like, he's like, no, my dad only likes the old stuff, so I got to like the old stuff. I just don't watch the new stuff. I barely watch anything, so I don't have time to watch the new stuff, so... Yeah, I only watch football. Thanks. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's great, and of course, it's such a great thing to pass on from father to son. You know, professional wrestling is. Uh, if you're gonna have your violence, you're gonna have it choreographed. That seems to be the uh, the safest thing in the world, right? Yeah, he knows. I go, look, it's not real. And when we mat- we wrestle, we know it's not. You know, when, it, when I give him a suplex or whatever, we know it's not real. I'm like, they're not really doing that. 
So, you know, it's good. So he's not going to go in and just start beating people up in school. He's not going to give the kid next to him a figure four leg lock. That's good. Well, he is, uh, what is he? He's Luke the Destroyer. So, you know, he, uh, yeah. however he can figure out how to destroy somebody, you know, that's going to be how he's going to do it. And that's uh, a great way to kind of bring it back to uh, being back with the two-man power trip. And this has been uh, a ton of fun to have you back and uh, just kind of shoot the breeze this time and uh, find all about your new special, The Simple Man. And as we wrap it up here, please share with the uh, the fans and the listeners of the two-man power trip just where they can get a simple man and where they can find out if Jim Florentine is coming to their neck of the woods. Um, it's up on iTunes. Everybody has iTunes pretty much. You can order the DVD, the, the video version of it, or you can order the audio version, Jim Florentine, A Simple Man. It's there. It's on Amazon. Or you can go to my website, jimflorentine.com. There's an actual physical copy an audio CD and a DVD if you want that too. So every available option is out there for it. And, yeah, it's all on my website, jimflorentine.com. You go to iTunes. And, it, yeah, it was actually number one, so that's cool. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, oh, it's great. And, again, you know, I appreciate you coming back. And next time we have you back, maybe you'll uh, kind of pick up on John's uh, tip for a new special. You'll have terrorizing terrorists, and that could be a whole new world for, uh, for Jim Florentine. It could be a political spin in that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, whatever. It's all good. I, look, I, I, you know, I mispronounce girls' names when I'm in bed, so that's a lot worse. Freudian <laughs> slip. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm like, I'm sorry, Susan. She's like, Susan? I'm like, oh, that's your sister. Well, I've been thinking about her, too. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, Jim, this has been a lot of fun to have you back, and uh, we really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, next time, you know, Next special that comes out, or you know, we'd love to uh, have you back on again and uh, talk about the crazy world of wrestling and talk about uh, everything that's going on. And uh, you used one of my uh, my po- my Facebook posts on one of your uh, your podcasts, so uh, appreciate that. Oh, awesome, man! I love that. Please keep sending them in. Oh, you can, there's this one lady who uh, we send you all the time, my wife and I, and uh, you're gonna keep getting them. So uh, you know, you might regret that. Well, I got you know I have a website, awfulfacebookpost.com, where I just go and rip apart people's posts. Uh, we check it regularly. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're all on board, and uh, you know, oh, okay, it's good. Funny, I I had listened to it. I didn't catch it. She was listening to the show, and she was like, "I think this was you know the girl that we sent in." And I went and checked my email. It was the exact uh, you know change a couple names, which is good. And the exact exact message was hilarious. So I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, I, I never put people's names or any of that stuff. And I, if they put a kid's name in there or somebody else's name, I change that too. So I don't, you know, I do it like it's like, I don't know, you know, I'm not going to just call somebody out, you know, their name. Like, why would you do, you know, like, I, you know, so I kind of keep it vague. Yeah. Well, you're going to keep getting this broad, so uh, strap in. Good. Send them, please. I'll do a whole special on her. Oh, my God. Forget about it. You would, uh, you'd probably set the all-time uh, download record for it. Nice. Really appreciate it. It was so awesome having you back. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling, What the World is Downloading.